Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. No, but really, a wrist? Who, th- who throws a wrist over the fence? Probably my neighbors. <laughs> it's weird. All right. Well, let this uh, podcast be the record. If Tony ends up dead, he does suspect his neighbors well, uh, are the Klopex. The Klopex. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm a Klopex. <laughs> I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I want a divorce if you're a uh, Klopek. Just Ooh. saying. That's where I draw the line. I'm, I'm, I'm I Tom have, Hanks. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have a problem. <laughs> I have action adventure. Sorry. We take turns selecting for movie genres, movies that in our opinions have not received the respect they deserve. But today, it's different. Oh, we should have put some fun sound bites on for this movie. <laughs> Way to think about it a minute into the podcast. Yeah, like what? Gunshot noises? Dun, 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 You know what, Carly? Whenever you feel the need to go, you please do that. Make sure you use the hand gestures you used so that we all giggle hysterically and none of the listeners know why. And put it on Instagram. Oh, yeah. That'd be a fun day. Just a shot of your torso and you doing the <laughs> this week <laughs> on the pie is Tony's birthday pig. Oh, I did that, but it's fun to. <laughs> All right, don't do too much. I love that. We don't, I don't we get to do it that wear it out. <laughs> All right, so or Ragnarok. No. What'd you pick? Skyfall, twenty twelve. Skyfall. It's the. Uh, I'm not the only one singing this podcast, mm-hmm. am I? <laughs> I want to say it's the twenty sixth Bond film. No. No? This is 22. 22? Because it's the 50th anniversary. Die Another Day was 20. This is 23. 23, okay. Because 21, 22, yeah, 23. Okay. 26, 26, not even out yet. So it's being my birthday pick, I get to pick any movie I wanted, and this is what I went with. It's a quick little rundown. I mean, we'll see if it's a good pick. But. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 92% with an audience score of 86, and it's 7.7 on IMDb. Hmm. Um, it's uh, written by Neil Purvis, who did Die Another Day, Casino Royale, Spectre, The World Is Not Enough, uh, and his writing partner Robert Wade worked on both of, all of those two. Do you do anything other than Bond stuff, or is it all? No, Bond? it was it was mostly Bond. Anything worth it was all Bond stuff. Uh, I, wish I was a Bond writer, <laughs> <laughs> and also uh, John Logan. He. Um, Worked on Sweeney Todd, so welcome back to the podcast. Ah, Spectre. Well, there's a barber and his wife. <laughs> Last Samurai and Gladiator. And she was sorry. It was directed by Sam Mendes, who did, uh, who's known for American Beauty and Road to Perdition. American Beauty was good. Oh, Road to Perdition was a little weird. I never saw Road to Perdition. It's interesting. John likes that movie. Road to Perdition. Don't we have it on DVD? I think so. It's, we do, but I've never seen it. You have it. I've oh, never seen it. it. She probably is. I have it, and I've never seen it. Maybe you should watch it. It's not the only movie in my movie collection Maybe. I bought because I was like, people like this movie, and it was really cheap, and it's just been sitting on the shelf ever since. Well, I would describe your birthday's that, coming, and I have a pick for you. I would describe that movie as a slow burn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not something you're gonna watch a lot, like I don't know Thor Ragnarok. No, but Carly <laughs> likes quiet films. You might actually like it. The violence is minimal, for what you'd expect. For something about the road to perdition and gangsters. What's that movie we watched that was super slow? Was it The Book of Eli? 
It was just like so slow and quiet. With uh, no, that was Denzel um, Washington. Yeah. Yeah. What was that movie that was so And I slow? liked it, but yeah. Session I would hate it. <laughs> no. that, that was a real slow burn. The movie about the munchie. That the was munchie. kind of a slow burn. The Queen and the Munchie? Oh. oh uh, <laughs> Victoria, Victoria and Abdul. Abdul. Yeah. The that was she. Yeah. Munchie. The Queen and the Munchie. <laughs> I was like, what's a Munchie? Sorry. That's what you get after you smoke the weed. Yeah. I'm sorry. It wasn't intentional. The Munchie. <laughs> So, this movie stars Daniel Craig as Bond, obviously, from... Um, Bond. He's been since Casino Royale. He was also in uh, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider and Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the podcast, Judy Dench. Dame mm-hmm. Judy Dench. Dame, Dame Judy Dench. She's from the Munchie. As Anna. Munchie! From Victoria and Abdul. Yeah. And she's also been in a lot of Bond films. She was through the <laughs> Timothy Dalton... No, no, no. She was... Oh, yeah, after Timothy Dalton. She was the, she well, she was the first one. Because, yeah, Bo- Pierce Brosnan. Is that Brosnan? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. I get it mixed up. You need to watch Goldeneye. I just said that. That movie is great. I just said that the other day. I think it's on, isn't Netflix? Is it Netflix or Voodoo has all the Bond movies? I think it's, I think it's Voodoo. Netflix. Yeah. But maybe it's Netflix. Maybe they were on Voodoo. Uh, they might still be on Voodoo, but I was watching Netflix the other day and a bunch of them were on there. So. Uh, Javier Bardem, uh, No Country for Old Men, yeah, Pirates. I was gonna say. Uh, oh, yeah, Pirates he was in Pirates, yeah, with a lot of makeup. Yeah. He's not a welcome back. Mm-mm. Why did I think maybe no. he was? And Real Fines from uh, Red Dragon because and uh, Harry Potter. Red Dragon. I was going to pick that for Javier Bardem looks like um, the guy from The Losers in The Walking Dead. What is his name? Michael Rooker? No. 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 <laughs> Not Michael Rooker. God damn. Javier oh, Bardem looks like. <laughs> they, uh, j- uh, oh, God, I want to say Jeff. No. No, hold on. Joe. Let me just, let me just John, look up. Let me just look Jacob. up. Oh my Jumanji. God. Just keep going. Just keep going. Munchie. Munchie. No. Uh, no. He looks like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh. They look very similar. So yeah. I think you might be thinking Javier Bardem has been on the podcast before because Jeffrey Dean Morgan has been. Because they don't look alike. They do look very similar. When although they have they facial don't, hair, they kind of do look They don't alike. sound alike at Ooh. all. <laughs> and but they do and they have similar screen presence. Yeah. Yes, but they are very similar looking. So movie won two Academy Awards, both for sound stuff. That was to be a time. Do you think? Do you think? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I wasn't ready, I'm sorry. I and realized I, have, I didn't turn my ringer off on my phone. And I have two reviews. One is from PhD Travel. It says uh Bond on a budget starring the old folks home. There's so many things wrong with this movie. Most of the elements of, of a good Bond movie are not here. Well, shut your whore mouth. I don't even want to hear the rest of this. I'm <laughs> wow. sorry. Go ahead. That's hurt. That's strong taste. The locations aren't well used. Istanbul rooftop and Bazaar was already done in Taken 2. And the TV show Missing. Um, so it can never be used again. Where, <laughs> where are his cars and gadgets? Nothing but an old Austin Martin and... Uh, just uh, that pistol and a tracker. New and Q is old very ineffective. Aston Martin. That hurts my soul. That car is worth more than this guy's whole fucking life. That yeah. car was first featured in my favorite Bond movie of all time, Goldfinger. Fuck you. Ooh. Your favorite's Goldfinger? Yeah. I love it. I won't tell you my favorite Bond movie is. <laughs> is it this one, not Spectre? I can't tell you. you? Spectre? Thought, At the end, you I can thought tell a lot us. of people love Spectre. I didn't. People have mixed reviews about Spectre because have they have a 
Uh, they have a mixed feelings about uh, Blofeld and how they portray him. And, mm-hmm. of course, it's your brother. What the fuck? But it's not really... I have a big problem with, hey, Bond, you're trapped in this chair. And when I drill this into your head, you're not going to remember anybody anymore. Oh, shit, how, Bonds get out of, how does Bond get out of it? He doesn't. He drills him in the head and nothing happens. And, like, what happened to the... <laughs> well... The brain's a funny thing. Apparently. If you remember Iron Man 3. Oh, yes. Where he's, going, right. he's got a big brain. <laughs> he hit, that, that needle went right into that empty space. <laughs> this this one, is your favorite bond? Um, can we talk about it later? I'm curious. <laughs> uh, does it matter if we talk about it now? Yes. Okay. Uh, my other review is doesn't have a username, but it's... Uh, wow. <laughs> This is one of the best Bond oh. movies I've ever seen. Wow. Oh, God. Wow. This story is superbly put wow. together and has some interesting twists. The action is well done. <laughs> Contains none of the shaky cam, which plagued the last film. <laughs> right? Wow. wow. The only one that does not think that's funny. And I think everything's funny. That's true. We're doing the Owen Wilson wow thing. It's If you get a chance, friends, go find on YouTube... It's uh, with the Star Wars, with the sound yeah, effects, right? Oh, wow. Uh-huh. You'll watch the whole thing twice. And it's like eight minutes long. It's just funny. <laughs> what did you think going in, John? I thought, wow, wow. Mm. <laughs> um, I remember this being a, my favorite Bond movie. Mm. So I wonder if it will hold up since the last time I saw it. Mm. Carly? I've seen it lots of times because I live with Tony. <laughs> It, it tends to be my Thor Ragnarok. He likes this movie a lot. And I'm in the room a lot. So I almost didn't even have to watch it to talk about it. And that might be the first time that's ever happened. We were talking about the movie yesterday before we watched it. And I was like, I gotta watch the movie. I was like, well, I haven't seen it for this, but I'm good to go. Yeah. Yeah. I still did watch it, but it took up most of today, actually. It's only two and a half hours. So it, it flies long. by. It's so, it's so fast. But I was like, all right, let's do it. It's like Avengers Endgame, where it's like, wow, that's three hours? It's like, wow, this is two hours and 23 minutes? Let's... Which makes it the second longest Bond movie? I stayed up too late yeah. reading. Yeah, so I went to bed 20, at 2.30. Two hours and, and 24 minutes. I woke minutes. up at 10 um, and made myself some tea and oatmeal and watched this movie. And then we had to leave. <laughs> yeah. Do I get to say Blame. thoughts? Oh, yeah. Well, I have only seen... What I now realize is a half an hour of this movie. Wow. I have seen the part where he gets on the boat after the Shanghai. in Shanghai to the part it's Macau. Or okay, so where he gets on the boat, the pretty lady in Macau, <laughs> to the part where um they to the shootout in the prime minister's or in the cabinet meeting. I have seen that 30-minute section of this movie probably 10 times. I have never seen any other part of this film. Oh, wow. (laughs) See, look, you're doing it now, too. I I was doing it with the voice. I did not realize how long this movie was until I watched it. But I was interested to see the whole thing. John wanted to watch it last night, and I was like, I can't. He'll put me right to sleep. (laughs) And I said, it's not Casino Royale, which she's never seen the end of. I can't make it through that. Whenever I put that movie on, she's out. Daniel Craig's. It's like, hi, I'm best related. Boom, she's gone. (laughs) Okay, well, like I say, this movie celebrates 50 years of Bond movies. It's the third time Daniel Craig, and like you say, it was the 23rd Mm -hmm. Bond movie. This movie starts out as most Bond films do with a cold open. You see a long long hallway appears. Image is blurred. 
person approaches, uh, covered in shadow. And as he gets, <laughs> as he gets <laughs> inches from me? the screen, <laughs> a beam of light reveals, yep, it's James Bond. He raises his pistol, stalks the hotel room. He pushes, like pushes through the door to see two dead bodies on the floor. Across the room in a chair, bleeding, is Agent Ronson. Bond talks to M through his earpiece, tells her that Ronson needs immediately immediate medic evac. Immediate needs immediate words medevac. She's like, did they get the hard drive? And he's like, yes. And she's like, are you sure? And he's like, he picks up the laptop. (laughs) Looks like like the the bottom is missing. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. She's like, go after him. He's like, but I have to help him. He's gonna die. Go after him. Yeah. She's like, fuck him. There, I was trying to help you get through that scene. Thanks. Um, so Bond looks over Ronson for a second, places the towel on his chest, uh, but then begrudgingly moves on. He's like, you're going to die. <laughs> Gives sorry. Ronson, Ronson a last look and heads out to the busy streets of Istanbul. Uh, Constantinople is it Istanbul. Uh, I guess it's a, a Range Rover something pulls sure. up. I don't know. Some kind of Jeep pulls up. Uh, Money Penny. Oh, we don't know what's that yet. Money Penny pulls up. And uh, he jumps in the car, and they're trailing the guy that stole the hard drive. Eve. Eve, money, Penny. Eve, yeah. She asks about Ronson. Bond said he was hit. Uh, MI6 says, don't worry, medevacs in route. And Bond says, yeah, well, they're going to be too bloody late. Driver spots money, Penny following him, starts to haul ass, and she and Bond dodge through the traffic, uh, smashing up their car as they go. She takes out one of her side views, and Bond goes, hey, you don't need that one. So she hits the other one and goes, I don't need that one either. <laughs> Uh, they sideswipe the bad guy. His car wrecks. He jumps out with a machine pistol with dual drum feeders. That thing was cool. <laughs> and just starts spraying everybody You down. know what it looks like in those cartoons when people, like, spray the poison on flowers to make it die? Oh, like, yeah, little... yeah. <laughs> well, that's a real gun. You can get it. It's a Glock 18. With the dual barrel? That makes it really heavy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a re- But that's not just a prop you can, gun. No, you a... can get that. That's a Glock 18. You can get that. I don't... Not in Virginia. You should. Not in Virginia. <laughs> Not starting next year. No. Maybe in Istanbul, though. You can't get an automatic full with uh, uranium-depleted bullets. I mean, it, if you go on YouTube, you can see people shooting those things, and you can tell, like, they're like, <laughs> they pick them up, and it's like chopping. they're holding them, and they're just kind of spraying. And yeah. <laughs> this dude's really holding Yeah, this guy's one like, <laughs> Uh, the police see this. They sh- they show up on dirt bikes, but the bad guy sprays them all down with bullets. Um, they drop their bikes. Um, they they also kind of destroy the local marketplace. Um, but yep. one of the police the dirt bikes. The good guys and collateral damage is really starting to bother me. More yeah. <laughs> One of the police dirt bikes uh, slides over to the bad guy and he jumps on it and takes off on it. But they don't show this a deleted scene where Bruce Wayne comes up and gives him the Batman credit card to pay for all. That. <laughs> There are um, dead people here. There's no way that that gun did not kill people. You don't know that. There's no way. You don't know that. A little old lady was winged. <laughs> and she's and fine. actually, all the stands they winged. knocked down in the bazaar, there had to have been people. Well, these are depleted uranium rounds, so they're going through anything in that bazaar and continuing. Some, some dude three streets over was probably killed. Yeah. You don't know that. You're guessing. So... Bond snatches a uh, bike from some local and chases him down. He uh, commandeers. The word you look for. Oh, commandeers. You, would, you sorry. would think all the packs on that bike would slow it down, but yeah, it or keeps kick up. Them off or something. Yeah, but like despite the fact that it has boxes for saddlebags, yeah. it keeps up really good with the police bike. And Money Penny's also following. 
uh, in the Range Rover. MI six following on their computers, I guess through satellite or trackers or whatever, and says, "Look, you can't fail. They absolutely must get this hard drive back, no matter what." Bikes dodge through traffic, jumping over, jumping up staircases, flying across rooftops, and they continue the chase on top of the Grand Bazaar. Uh, they drive through the middle and uh, through the through the middle of an open market, like inside of it. But how, like Elaine said, how no one was killed through this, I don't know. It's amazing. People are dead. No, you don't know that. You're inferring. You cannot infer. They all return. People. They all retire. Are you assuming? <laughs> There's at least one dead person that we know of. A hundred percent. Well, the yeah. cops died. Bronson. And Bronson. <laughs> and he definitely murdered those cops. Um, mm-hmm. So MI6 gives uh, Money Penny help to find a shortcut. They're kind of guiding her around the streets. Uh, all three of them end up on a bridge overlooking a train. The bad guy jumps on the train and is riding that away. Bond follows him. Uh, Money Penny, Money Penny follow, follows in her vehicle still on the train tracks from behind. You're just ruining the reveal later, aren't you? Wow. <laughs> uh, Spoilers. Bond drives his moped thing off the side of the road and then jumps off of it to land on the train. Yeah. It looks like it hurts, by the way. Yeah. But that oh my god, is just flipping and flipping. <laughs> but he does it wearing Tom Ford, hmm. which is a very expensive suit. Mm-hmm. There was also a lot of excellent watch product placement. What mm-hmm. kind of watch is that, babe? Omega. Which uh, Tony has a fun fact. Well, <laughs> it's not a, a lot of that, but a lot of this stuff is actually from Daniel Craig because he's a big watch and shoe mm-hmm. guy, and he brings a lot of his stuff onto the onto the sets and stuff like that. Everything, so the watches he's every, wearing are his. Watches. Every watch that you see, well, Bond wear ever since Pierce Brosnan's been Omega. Hmm. The uh, yeah, because he says something. Because I listened to a podcast where he was talking about it, and he was like, "Yeah." Um, they, for some reason in this one, they didn't have a watch that he liked, so he got one and brought it. And he's like, you know, they're paying us for this, so we got to have as much of the watch as we can. And often he provides his own suits. Tom Ford. Those are expensive. <laughs> the uh, train's carrying an assortment of construction vehicles. Uh, Bond, Naturally. Yeah. Bond takes <laughs> you know, cover. Like you, like you do on Construction train. vehicles and brand new VW Bugs. It's an odd combination. Yeah. What company supplies those? I don't, don't worry about we that. We are in Turkey, so who yeah. knows? <laughs> Bond takes cover behind a large ex- excavator. Um, the bad guy is loaded down with ammo, apparently, but Bond's run out. Uh, he decides to climb inside the excavator and uses the dig part to turn around and face kind of block him. But um, as Bond turns around, the uh, bad guy shoots him. Did he say Blonde? Bond. <laughs> I mean, I know this was this is the blonde Bond, but get over it, man. <laughs> the blonde Bond bad guy. The so bad while guy. he's in the big cat vehicle and he's turning it around, yeah. he gets shot in the shoulder. He gets winged. Only once, but in the shoulder. Yeah. He didn't get hit in the face. Yeah. And the guy stopped shooting. Not the moneymaker. Well, the guy couldn't shoot him after that. Because while blocked. those bolts will go through pretty much anything, they did not go through the claw. Yeah. <laughs> the claw! Then the the bad guy sprays the connectors between the two uh, cars, and the train starts to detach. Bond drives the excavator up and uses the claw part to dig into the back of the train. Passenger car. People. Again, no one is hurt. This is a passenger train and a construction hauling and new car train. And Bond uh, chases after him. But then Bond jumps on the 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 machine and runs in, right into the back, and then fixes his tie. That's my favorite part. He lands in the passenger claw in the passenger car and he fixes its suit. Yeah. So good. So good. Which is it Spectre, the one where he's on the back of the train, he's like, open the door. 
No, there's this one. He, there's there's this one, one too. Uh, but door. at some point, he, while he's walking through the train, he like looks and he's like, God damn it, I did get shot. <laughs> <laughs> you think you'd feel it, but... It's more Adrenaline's a hell of a thing. Yeah. It was a ricochet, I think. Um... So we get little hints of the Bond theme as he does that. Like like she said, she he stands up, straightens himself, and goes. Um, and we get a little Bond theme. Bum, bum, <laughs> he continues to chase, but he's bleeding. He finally gets into hand-to-hand with the bad guy. The bad guy's uh, wearing the hard drive around his neck. Um, How he got it there, we don't yes. know. He must have had a necklace pre-made. I guess. Now we're back on top of the train. Right? And now we get our ticking clock, basically, for this little scene. Bond is hurt, and he's falling uh, fighting a younger guy who's not unhurt really, who's not hurt really, um, and the train is getting ready to go into a tunnel, so they only have a certain amount of time to stop him. Money Penny's uh, Money Penny can't follow because we're going over like a yeah. ravine. Her, she's out of options. Um, they have to hurry. Bond's still fighting the bad guy on top. Uh, Money Penny sets up with a sniper rifle. She tells M that she might That's be able to sniper rifle. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> uh, she tells M she may be able you can to tell get a shot. How short the barrel is. <laughs> You may be, uh, may be able to get a shot, but it's not clean. There's a chance she could hit Bond, and the tunnel's getting closer and closer. M finally says, just take the shot. And M and her infrared wisdom is like, fuck them. Fuck everybody. Shoot them. Yeah. She's like, but it won't be a clean shot. I might hit Bond. Take the bloody shot. Bam. Down so goes James. Woo. Yep. And then she pops one off and yep. catches James right in the chesticles. And then Money yep. Penny doesn't try to shoot a second time. Well, because they hit the tunnel, you see. She had time for a second shot. She was a little freaked out. She just shot James Bond. Yeah. Uh, Not James, cut out for field work. James falls off the train and a high bridge crashing into the cold waters below. We get a shot of the whole office looking at M as Money, pa- Money Penny struggles to say, Agent Down. M turns away and stares out the window. And uh, we cut to Bond's body flowing down a river and over a small waterfall. Cue Adele's song. It the sky falls. Bond slips into darkness. Boom. And she was pregnant. When she recorded this song, oh, yeah. and she was singing lower than she usually does. Oh. And she had the baby and can't do that anymore. <laughs> so she'll never be song. able to, she can't perform the song in this She can, key. it just doesn't sound the same. Not in the same key is what I was in mid sentence <laughs> before you interrupted me. So we get the usual uh, visual images of Bond and weapons and symbols of death and stuff like that. It's really cool and... I had, a, I had trouble because I always have trouble. This is one of my favorite ones, but actually the tie for it is Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2 has a really good Bond little scene in the beginning. It's funny as shit. With uh, Celine Dion? Yeah, and the uh, the cream cheese spreaders and the guns and the B. Arthur swords and all that stuff. It's pretty funny. I like the Deadpool 1 opening way better than Deadpool 2. Really? You just call me Angel? One yeah. <laughs> the slow motion sequence in the... The truck? Yeah. It's so mm. funny. You know what we should watch later? Deadpool? Deadpool <laughs> 2. It's not as good as Deadpool 1. We could watch Deadpool 1. You're right. Let's watch that. So I don't have to hear about prison wallets. Oh, that's true. That's true. Least favorite tertiary object. <laughs> we cut to London, MI6. M is writing Bond's obituary. Come on, Commander James... Oh, shit. Commander James, James Bond, CMG, Royal Navy. Uh, CMG is the most distinguished order of Saints Michael and St. George. It's basically like a... Uh, Almost a knight. It's kind of like we were talking about before. Um, in the trivia, they said that in The Man with the Golden Gun, James Bond was uh, recommended for knighthood, but he said that they said that he turned it down because you can't be a knight and a spy because, you know, it puts your name out there. So he turned it down. Um, on M's desk is a ceramic pit bull draped in the Union Jack. We cut to M riding with Tanner 
uh, together uh, to speak with Gareth Mallory. He's what a, kind of dog did you say that was? Uh, Pitbull? What was it? A bulldog. bulldog. That's an English bulldog there, yeah. buddy. Like he said, I'm like, let me make sure I heard that right. <laughs> <laughs> it's an English bulldog. Sorry. Which the Pitbull is not. There's a lot of details in this movie. Mm. Uh, Words are hard. Gareth Mallory is the chairman of the Intelligence Security Committee. Uh, Gareth is Gareth polite. Gareth Mallory, you said. Yes. Mm. Mallory. Mallory. Mm. Uh, he says uh, he's worried about uh, the missing hard drive. It seems M has not been able to retrieve it, and the Prime Minister is giving a bunch of shit. And now, because you guys made me watch that movie, whenever I think of the Prime, Mal- Prime Minister, it's always Hugh Grant. <laughs> and uh, and is, is he dancing? Yes, but, he's, but he wants that hard drive. Damn it! Thought you were gonna say something about the prime Merlinian. No, never. No. Why would you bring that up? Because <laughs> it's what pops in my head when someone says prime minister. For you some think fucking... prime Merlinian? Yes, I don't know why. Someone says the prime minister's here, and you're like, ooh. Is it the prime? Merlinian? I'm the prime Merlinian. Just pops in there randomly. You don't they know need, what's in there. Bless they, your heart. They need to get the hard drive back because it has a listing of all the. What? What? He blessed my heart. Oh, was that bad? It's offensive. Oh. How was that offensive? Because you just called me an idiot. No, I didn't. I said bless your heart. What did that you hear me say? Well known as a southern lady's way of calling someone an idiot. Oh, wow. Or ugly, or... <laughs> or a fucking twit, or... That's not true. I, I'm, I'm not from the South. It's a it's a term of pity. Ah. <laughs> well, either way, the uh, hard drive has a list of deep cover agents all over the world and their identities. Um, and Ems, log on information to YouTube. Yeah, Em's a bit cocky and dismissive, but Mallory explains that he's trying to be nice about it, but she's basically being fired. I'm here to aid your transition. Yeah. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, in real life, Judy Dench has an OBE, which is uh, the second, one of the second or third lowest uh, knighting things for her. That's why she's a Dane. David Bowie well, and John, I heard there ain't nothing like a Dane. John, David Bowie and John Cleese were also uh, awarded this, but they turned it down. How'd you turn it down? Well, is there like upkeep or something? Is it like a Hollywood Walk of Fame with like, hey, you have to pay for this every Probably year? Probably political stuff, knowing them too. I'm sure with David Bowie it was political. Yeah. Who knows with John Cleese? Mm-hmm. Um, M explains that she won't leave while this mess is unfinished. Mallory says that she's had a great run, but she should leave now with dignity. He says, she says to hell with that. She'll leave when everything's done and walks out. Well, the thing about that job is the job's never done. Right. Mm-hmm. So she'll never leave. About that. <laughs> In the car ride back, Tanner gets a call. Somebody's decrypting file, the files, the hard drive. Um, it's set up to report and locate whenever someone does this. He tells M. Uh, Tanner has a laptop in his lap, surprisingly. And uh, they start watching the trace. It's definitely in England. It's in London. Then it's coming from MI6. Tanner keeps following it. It comes from M's computer in her office. M tells Tanner, Tanner to shut it down immediately, but... Uh, a picture of her with the crown on all that stuff on her head. It's like a hacker thing. Starts laughing. Says, think on your sins. Uh, they pull up to the overpass near MI6, but the police stop them. M jumps out and says, what the hell are you doing? Can't you tell who we are? The then, douchiest line ever. Don't you recognize the car? And then uh, they say, sorry, ma'am. And the MI6 part of it blows up. It's like, um, well, there's a problem here. There's a bomb. And if they let her go, she'd be dead. 
Well, she says, don't you recognize the car? But, like, what does that even mean? Your car should be nondescript. So, they sure, they recognize it as a government car. Isn't it it a Jaguar? It has flashing lights. But, like, you wouldn't necessarily know who that was. It's like the fucking, you know, the prime minister's gremlin thing. Not gremlin. What the hell is his name? President Motorcade or anything. It's just a black. Just a black Jaguar. Yeah. So, then we cut to a large resort beach tent where Bond is doing some hunk of del chunka hunk of del chunka well it's foreign oh with an attractive lady he lived aren't you surprised no No. oh (laughs) it was just me what kind of Bond movie would he die in the first five minutes of Almost all of them. <laughs> he almost always dies. Yeah, he does that a lot. And he, he mysteriously comes back. Die, die. Well, after having a good shag with a pretty lady. Well, after you know, he'll die another day. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll never die twice. He seems to be scarred Tomorrow up. Tomorrow never dies. He seems to be scarred up pretty well, bad. Well, not enough. That's what they keep saying. <laughs> we could do this a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he seems to be scarred up pretty bad and living off of alcohol and handfuls of painkillers. That night, he's surrounded by locals playing some betting game. Bond has a scorpion on his hand, and he has to swallow uh, like a finger or two of whiskey without the scorpion bite uh, stinging him. And he's game. Uh, he brings it to jaw level, waits, and then does the shot real quick, flips it over, flips the glass over on top of the scorpion, and nothing happens. Everybody cheers. And, and he's like, give me another drink. Yep. Yeah. Uh, cuts quick to Bond alone. Uh, he's still awake and dr- still drinking. But he buys the rest of the... Uh, whiskey and Wolf Blitzer comes on a nearby TV and explains that there has been a terrorist attack on MI6 six dead and many more injured it's weird that this is CNN and they're talking about like in English (laughs) well it's CNN but wouldn't it be the BBC like the BBC International is a thing well maybe that channel wasn't on it just it's just funny that they wouldn't use the BBC maybe these guys in this bar they love CNN. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're like I CNN is where the Clintons do, <laughs> and they're like the this, Clinton News Network. That's the one. That was a joke. Like, <laughs> I don't actually think that way. And they're like, this is the channel I want to listen to or watch. Or they were flipping and they were like, oh hey, here's a bomb. Or Bond put it on because he's the only one there. Right. <laughs> I just feel the like this should. It's a weird. I, it felt out of place to me because this should. Be, it should be Fox the BBC News. because it's because it's a British movie. Like there's a British character. It oh. takes place in Britain. It should have the BBC. But he's not in Britain right now. It doesn't matter. It felt really weird and out of place. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we cut to M standing next to uh, eight coffins draped in the British flag. Tanner comes for her and she vows to find whoever did this. Um, they give the Jack Burton line. Son of a bitch must pay. It's nighttime. Emma's driving home, or being driven home. She wanders through her, I guess, condo or flat or whatever, and she goes to pour herself a well-needed drink. But behind her is someone in the shadows. Uh oh, who is it? She's uh, dun, 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 dun. Her, <laughs> she's hardly startled at all. No, she's not. Her head of MI six senses start tangling, mm-hmm. and she spins around, scared at first, but her expression instantly changes. Even in hidden in the darkness, she knows it's Bond. She's like, where the hell have you been? See, now, in Casino Royale, he broke into her house, and she said, don't ever break into my place again. And she completely forgot about that. Did she? Well, that, I guess if you die, it resets the clock. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Um, So she said, where the hell have you been? He said, enjoying death. He says, uh, 007 reporting for duty. And they verbally spar for a bit. It's pretty good. Uh, As Tony would say, bliga blaga, bliga blaga. Yeah. He, she says, did they run out of drink where you were? 
And he says, take the bloody shot. Isn't that what you said? She tells him she won't apologize. She made the only decision she could, maybe lose Bond versus the certainty of losing all these other agents that had, from the hard drive. She goes, you know the rules of the game, you've played it long enough. Unfortunately, she lost both. <laughs> and you're like, you've played it long enough, this is your third movie. <laughs> so how long has, what's the timeline here? They don't yeah. really ever explain that. Yeah, that's a... Like he was brand new, he's a brand new double O in Casino Royale. Quantum of Solace took place immediately after it. <laughs> and this is... Ten years later? Yeah. <laughs> they don't say. Bond alludes to the fact that he and she may be too old to keep doing this. M says, speak for yourself. He says, well, whatever, I'm here. And M says, well, because you've been gone so long, uh, they sold your sold flat, your flat and all that stuff. And, and, you and all pass. your what stuff says? goes into storage. Like, it, who pays for the storage? <laughs> how long has he been gone, though? Three months. They said mm. that. I must have missed it because I didn't get any sense of the time. It really felt more like three weeks. But, like... Carly said he has to pass the tests and be declared fit for service. Oh, no. So please take them seriously. You forgot. You didn't tell her the line where she's... He says, I'll get a hotel. And she goes, you're not staying here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was it. Um, oh, yeah. Next day, uh, Tanner drives behind... Uh, drives Bond to the new uh, staging area of new MI6. Digs. Says, where are we going? New digs. Because the old building was compromised. The hacker cleared. And by compromised, he means blown up. Yeah. <laughs> He uh, stole a bunch of files and rerouted the gas line into the building and blew it up somehow with a computer. Whatever. Hacker magic. He's a lot of people working for him. Yeah. Bonds led through an old Winston Churchill bunker into some tunnels. Inside inside tons of desks are filled with laptops and agents. Tanner tells Bond that uh, Mallory is in the picture now. Bond starts with the tests. Physical, cardio, strength, treadmill, sit-ups, pull-ups, all that stuff. And he's got this look on his face like, ow. <laughs> Tanner's briefing Bond while he works out. Bond is showing signs of struggling. And Tanner says, you know, we can do this another time. And he's like, let's, You know what? Let's. 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 As soon as they leave, Bond he falls over. Oh, God. He's really trying to keep that brave face on. It's like, my everything hurts. <laughs> we cut to the pistol qualifications. Bond is not doing well at all. And his shoulder seems to be hurting him. Uh, he gets fed up and just walks towards the targets and unloaded his whole magazine. Still misses. Yeah. Then we cut to the psychological exam. The doctor wants to do some word association. Ooh, let's do it. So he says, uh, day. Wasted. <laughs> that one makes the, the doctor smile. My head said night. Says gun. <laughs> Shot. Agent. Provocative. Was it provocative? Provocator. Provocator. Woman. Mm-hmm. Provocatrix. Heart. Target. Bird. Sky. M. Bitch. Ooh, Mallory looks over at M. Oh. Sunlight. Uh, swim. Moonlight. Dance. Dance. Murder. Employment. Country. England. Skyfall. Nothing. Ooh, he's pissed. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't want to play anymore. <laughs> and then he leaves. He says, done. And Mallory says, well, that went well. Uh, then he goes off by himself and looks in the mirror. Um... And, uh, oh, wait, no, no, no. He, he walks over to the mirror and he sees and he kind of le- lets them know that he knows they're all watching. And uh, then he walks out. We cut to Bond grunting in pain. He takes his shirt off in front of a mirror and he pulls out a pocket knife and starts to cut into his shoulder. Cuts the fragments out of himself. Yeah, he cuts the bullet, fragments of the bullet that apparently are still inside of him out. Then he goes and gives them to, I assume, Tanner. And he says, uh, you know, get Have these, these analyzed. analyzed for her eyes only. 
And his, apparently. Well, yeah. well <laughs> it just means class. And when I hear it from her eyes only, I think the queen. Yeah. Who's also the same woman, by any chance. <laughs> Ironically. Later, Bond is pacing in a waiting room. Moneypenny comes to collect him. Bond asks if they have met before. <coughs> she wants to apologize for nearly killing him. He says, it was only four ribs and a couple of non-vital organs. Nothing major. She asks, uh, he asks, why is she here? And she said she was suspended. Something about killing 007. Uh, I'll do it. Bond's, she was suspended from field duty. Yeah. Bond sits with them. On her desk is the ceramic bulldog. Bond says, so your whole office goes up and that bloody thing survives? And she says, you're, uh, she saying? You're interior decorating something. something Opinions something. are always welcome. Uh, Mallory enters, shakes Bond's hand, and tells him, uh, and M says that he passed all the tests, but just Bad. barely, and so he's reinstated. He nods and begins to leave. Mallory stops him and says, hey, uh, I got a question for you. Why not stay dead? You don't get out the field much, do you? He says, uh, you sustained a serious injury. There's no shame in saying that you lost a step. And, uh, and you had a clean break. Not a lot of people get a clean break from being a spy. And he looks at him and his eyes say, go feck yourself. He says, it's, it's a young man's game. Bond says, look, you can hire me or you can fire me. M says, um, well, if, uh, uh, M says, well, if he's, if John, if James says he's fine, he's fine. And as long as I'm in charge. Yeah. And Mallory says, I think you're too sentimental about him. And she says, well, no, if I'm running the thing, it's my agents. And Mallory says, okay. Um, good luck, 007. Don't cock it up. <laughs> he said that. Earlier. Um, so then we cut to Tanner. I love the little English ways they say things. Yeah. <laughs> We cut to Tanner. Uh, he's already had the fragments analyzed because it's a Bond film. It only takes 30 seconds. <laughs> right. Uh, the fragments are from bullets so rare, despite the bad guy spraying it all over Istanbul, that only <laughs> a handful of people on Earth use them. And there's a word for that. Amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> like, this guy's just like... They should, the they one bullet he shot you with a 9mm is the most rarest bullet ever. three dudes use yeah. this particular round. And two of them are dead. <laughs> three dudes. <laughs> Bond looks at the faces, IDs the guy, his name's Patrice, uh, Ghost, but the CIA are after him, so they know that he'll be in Shanghai in two days. Bond is... Uh, that's some... Wow. That's some good intel. <laughs> you just... You know what? You don't get stuff like that. <laughs> he's a ghost. We know nothing about him but his, about his name, but the CIA <laughs> knows where he's going to be two days from now. Yeah. Thanks, Felix. And he's one of three people that use these bullets. You're right. <laughs> he's not very good at his job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I was going to be out there killing people, yeah. the most generic yeah. fucking bullets you could yeah, find. Yeah, say, if you just use regular 9mm, not a hollow like, point. <laughs> what is it? It's a bullet. It's a bullet. <laughs> you can get, well, what's the special about it? No, you can buy him $3 a box at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, shit, that's not a lead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I better figure something else out. <laughs> so, um, Bond is to go find him, find out who he... How expensive are depleted uranium oh, rocks? I can't imagine. <laughs> I don't want to know. It's it's it. Is, I looked it up because uh, I was curious about all this shit. I looked it up, and apparently they are somewhat rare, because usually the military uses them for large uh, yield uh, rounds, because the uranium is like one of the hardest substances on Earth, and they're so hard that when they hit like a tank, they'll set the inside of the tank on fire when they pierce it and shit like that. So they're they're a big deal, but it's just you know this guy's not had it's a nine millimeter or nine millimeters. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of silly because nine millimeters not going through a tank. Yeah. So you would use it in like a rifle or something probably, but I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a gun guy. But uh, So anyway, he has to go find this dude, find out who he works for, and then kill him for Ronson. And he says, with pleasure. 
with pleasure. So uh, he says, but first you have to report to the new quartermaster for your equipment. Bond leaves. Tanner says, wow, I didn't know Bond passed the tests. M says, he didn't. Um, Bond goes to the museum to meet the new quartermaster. A very young man sits down next to him and starts to talk to him. Bond, Bond smiles and uh, is like, okay, so anyway, and starts to leave. And then uh, he's like 007, and he realizes he is the new quartermaster. He's like, son of a bitch. This guy? <laughs> Bond scoffs because he's a young, younger kid. He's probably like 23, 25. But it's like youth is yeah. no uh, guarantee, guarantee for, for innovation. innovation. Um, quartermaster and him, you know, throw shit back and forth to each other. But in the end, Bond hands his hand, holds his hand out and gives him a little bit of, you know, you're right. They bond. James Bond. <laughs> Uh, he gives Bond his ticket to Shanghai and a small box. Inside is a Walter P- PK, uh, but it has a sensor in the grip, so only Bond can fire it. And there's a little uh, micro radio transmitter, like a distress signal. You hit the button and... You they, ever shoot a Walter come. PPK? Mm. They kick like a fucking mule for really? a 9mm. It is a very... There's a well, lot of recoil so on it. So little. It's like, damn, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they should have gave him a Beretta. Those things don't move at all. Yeah. I, think, I guess it's because it's so small, right? Yeah, I you guess. hide it. Back then, anyway. Nowadays, it doesn't make any sense to have a... No. I mean, this was years ago. It was an old one. This new one maybe doesn't kick like a fucking mule, but... It's like, for a 9mm, why does it kick so goddamn much? It's a little bullet. There ain't much metal around it. (laughs) There ain't much grip. Well, inside of a gun, what happens is an explosion. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And the bullet goes the only way it can. (laughs) Hopefully. So we cut to Shanghai. Nighttime cityscape. It's really, really gorgeous looking. Bond is doing laps, hanging out at the, and then he's hanging out at the bar when he gets a text. Patrice is coming in, blah, 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 o'clock at the such and such airport. Bond watches him uh, get off the plane. He's got a little bit of a disguise on and follows him. I mean, it's like a hat and glasses, but... Oh, oh he's wearing the Avengers undercover. Yeah. Oh, no. Dark glasses yeah. and a hat. <laughs> Who was it that was just... Oh, in The Specialist? Or, no, not The Specialist. I was just listening to what, to uh, Cobra, the Cobra episode, it's and, a great episode, friends. Go back listen to that. And in the hospital, where the bad guy oh. in the face <laughs> wears the glasses and the wig. Yeah, it works apparently. Well, this the bad one guy, is glasses well, he and a slipped, hat. He slicked his hair back. You see, completely different hair. And Bond still has that salt and pepper goatee here. So yeah. who would expect that on James Bond? So Pierce breaks into this high-rise building, uh, goes up to the top, and and is going to set up a sniper uh, sniper thing to to shoot this guy across to on another him. building. Um, Sniper, no sniping. Real quick little <laughs> trivia thing. Uh, apparently, they filmed this whole movie, and like I said, Craig likes to bring stuff on set. When he was filming this scene, Craig had these gla- uh, these gloves that he really liked. He's like, is it cool if I do these gloves in these scenes? You know, he's going to be climbing elevators and doing this shit. And he's like, you can have these gloves, That's right? That's And he's like, yeah. Yeah. OJ Simpson. And they're really nice gloves. They're like, sure, man, go ahead. So he does the whole scene, does the whole thing, da-da-da-da-da. And then while they were editing it, like months and months later, they're like, fuck. And they're like, what? He goes, you can't shoot your gun if you have these fucking gloves on. So they had to go back and CGI his hands in the entire scene are fake CGI hands. (laughs) And in the reflection of the mirrors and stuff like that is pretty funny. Wow. However, I noticed, because Tony told me this before I watched it today, at the end of this scene, he's holding the guy. He's wearing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> At the very end, I guess they forgot because when he holds Ron- not Ronson, um, Patrice, you can see he's wearing gloves now. Like, okay, I guess he slipped like, them on while they were he was fighting. Not wearing gloves a second ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
he he's James Bond. He can do that. Yeah. I was gonna say he doesn't try to fire a gun here, does he? But he does. He I does. He uses his new Walter with the palm reader, mm. which people are like all about. Like that should be a thing. So yeah. It's not a thing. So across across so from your hand gets sweaty. You can't fucking get it to work. Across from the building you is. You need your trigger finger like on your iPhone. Mm. Is a man viewing a painting um, with some people with him. Excuse me. And welcome back to the podcast, Gustav Glimt. Who's that? That the was artist, the, painted, the artist. The artist. Oh, uh, from <laughs> this means war. That's right, because he was a big um, into the finger painting movement. Uh, uh, he also used sticks. Uh, <laughs> nice. So um, Patrice does a little cut in the glass, puts the rifle or gun through it or whatever, and shoots, snipes the guy, uh, blows his brains out, kills him. Um, blows his brains out and, but doesn't kill him kill him would be amazing <laughs> well, I blows his kill, brains out watched no. Kill Bill the other day and it, apparently it happened so I do like how um, Bond doesn't try to stop this assassination at all why not he just lets it go yeah. I mean you think that maybe hey look this is none of his never mind he also let him kill the security guard in the beginning too because Bond's watching him and he just walks in the door and shoots that guy and drags him away and Bond's like damn <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he would have done, but still, he, he watches some people get killed. That's not really his job. Yeah. It's not his bag, baby. So they, uh, after he shoots the person across the hall, uh, or across the way, you see, um, I guess we'll find out her name is Severine, is staring at Bond, uh, staring at them, and Bond and, and Patrice start fighting. They roll around, fight back and forth, and it's dark, so you can't really tell who's who until one of them falls off the edge. We pull up on him, and Bond is holding Patrice with his hand. With, in the glove. With the glove, apparently. <laughs> uh, he asks Patrice, who do you work for? Tell me who you work for, blah, blah, blah. And he says, number, who does number two work yeah. for? He doesn't get it in <laughs> That's time. That's an Powers. And Patrice slides and falls. And falls all the way down, obviously dying. And Bond's pissed. So Bond goes through his stuff. Yeah. And yeah. when you know, where do you keep your payment for your assassinations? In your... In the briefcase. Yeah, yeah. Briefcase. You know, put it in your pocket. Pulls out this, this uh, betting chip, and uh, it has on the side uh, Macau, and mm-hmm. I assume... The name of the parlor. And of course, that's, you know, that's how you take the payment. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot of really convenient, like, yeah. fucking plot. <laughs> They're not even plot. There's movies. a few they, of them, yeah. They kick you. <laughs> They're like, look, we kind of need to get to the next scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do we get there? Don't worry about it. Barely an inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Use your words. This is the third movie where uh, Gustav Clement is, Clint. Uh, however, was in it because... Dracula's final kabuki dress was directly inspired by a Gustav Glimt painting known as The Kiss. And I knew that as soon as you said that wow. his name. Wow, she knows and I it because like, she's such a fan of Dracula. She wow. tries to hide it. You know what? But she loves her Please go listen to our episode on Dracula. This means more. No, listen to our episode on Dracula. <laughs> listen to them both. You know what? Go back, friends, listen. You, I always you, say that because what else? You got time. <laughs> you go on a road trip, you download a couple of, uh, you know, the Unappreciated Movie Podcast and you're... The goal. We cut to M. She's on her laptop and gets another message from the hacker. This hacker reveals that five he's names. still he's still fucking with her, and there's also going to be five undercover eight, five undercover agents are put on YouTube. Their names and their cover names, and it says every other every week another five are going to be let go because of her. We cut to Bond's hotel. Bond's getting ready to shave uh, when Money Penny knocks on the door. She tells Bond about revealing the reveal of the agents on YouTube. And then uh, he's like, okay, I know that, so why are you really here? And she's like, well, I'm supposed to help you with whatever you need. And he goes, oh, so you're spying for Mallory? And she goes, no, Mallory's pretty cool. 
And you're, it's one of these things in the movie where they're, you're not sure about Mallory because he's supposed to come off like a dick, but he's actually a pretty cool guy, one of those things. But then she starts but it's to like shave him. the supervisor came into your job, and, <laughs> yeah. and you're automatically going to be and, apprehensive. And how do you know that she's money penny? Because they don't bone. Yeah. Because if this was any other Bond girl. Well, he tries to. Any <laughs> other Bond girl. They'd have went to, um, what's the name? What, what do the kids call it nowadays? Uh, no, yeah. The hibbity-dibbity. That's not <laughs> what the flirt, kids call it. I, I really like the banter between the two of them. I well, like their relationship. If you've seen other Bond movies, that's what they do. I haven't, though. You should. <laughs> oh, they do, you they, will. <laughs> they have, the actors have good chemistry. Yeah, they do. These actors do have good chemistry. Um, so Money Penny shaves them. And uh, it's cool, whatever. But they said that uh, following the week after this movie, Straight Razor sales went up 400% in England. <laughs> this isn't sexy. I know that they... Sh- there's, this He's is James a- Bond. Everything he does no, is sexy. This is a- <laughs> Man, who's it sex? This is a movie trope you see him take where shaving, like a woman shaving a man is sexy. It's, it's not sexy. Really? I don't think this is sexy at all. I think it's uncomfortable. I don't want anybody shaving me. <laughs> and I certainly wouldn't want to be like turn, trying to get somebody all hot and bothered while they have a razor to my throat. Because it's, uh, it's distracting. I think it's, it's a sign of trust. It's a different perspective, yeah. though. Look, I trust you. Sexy. Take this super sharp instrument, put it near my throat. This is how much I trust you. But historically, men were regularly shaved by other people, whereas women weren't. So I feel like it's just a different. I just don't think it's. I mean, Sweeney Todd. Just somebody shaving my legs would be weird. Although women get waxed. (laughs) Yeah, but that is not sexy. (laughs) Look, if you're getting your your lady bits waxed and your uh, wax your your what do they call them your cosmetologist is coming on to you when you're all vulnerable with your legs up in the air yeah yeah, no no thank you i just don't think it's sexy i don't find the appeal and i think it i mean maybe it's because i'm a woman and not a a straight gentleman but i don't understand the appeal of this or why it's supposed to be sexy the vernacular sis. i think mostly it's just that it's kind of an intimate they're very close together you know, mm-hmm. Just don't understand Trust. why. It's and they're always close, but no cigar. That's from a different Bond movie. So, they actually use that line. <laughs> so Bond takes a boat to the casino. Uh, it's really great looking. It's lit mm-hmm. up dragons and, and uh, what are those lamps called? Those floating lamps and stuff. It's really cool looking. The lanterns. Yeah. So there's a large uh, large casino bar slash bar slash Komodo dragon pit like you have. You know. Said, well, if any of us, and we all have, I believe, been to a casino, there's always random shit. <laughs> there's I always say, random Komodo dragon pit stuff. No. Well, that Jim, Jim Grant has random fucking I would fucking say that this yeah. is kind of maybe an underground casino that perhaps has maybe illegal Komodo dragon fighting. <laughs> they're very aggressive and they will fight each other. So they maybe will also much fucking like. Kill you. Yeah. I mean, this is really high class, so they're not going to have run of the mill dog fights or cock fights. <laughs> they have fucking Komodo dragon fights. Which yeah, but you can't do that more than a couple times because Komodo dragons are not cheap. Which you know who you know whose husband almost died of Komodo dragon bite? Please tell me, Sharon Stone. <laughs> Interesting. See wow. Episode specialist. But wow. Yeah. Her, apparently, her husband was bit by a Komodo. And dragon if you see Sharon died. Stone, just you know, 
Give her, she a, had give a, her like a hug a or something. Brain hemorrhage or something. It's like, I'm not I don't know. We know a guy who works at the zoo with the Komodo dragon. That's really? Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the, you told me that. Yeah, the Komodo dragon trainer. And he just likes to show me videos of weird shit. He's just like, look, I'm going to throw a, a whole chicken, like a dead one. He goes, <laughs> and he throws it to the fucking Komodo dragon. That thing just eats it. Man. Bones and all. <laughs> That's why we call him the dragon. Mm-hmm. So you have a really dangerous job, man. <laughs> <laughs> he has a really cool job that he doesn't talk about as much as he should for like I would use that he's a single guy I'm like why do you not use your job to pick up girls because that is an instant way to talk to people <laughs> like hi you know my job is I train kimono dragons who's not gonna be like tell me more <laughs> so Bond goes to this bar uh, slash blah 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 you know and um, casino casino kimono dragon pit <laughs> and uh, Money Penny's already there she's kind of doing recon on everything and he's um, like don't touch your ear they flirt back and forth a little bit um, you look great in that dress. Bond, well, he's not Batman. <laughs> Bond uh, cashes in the chip, um, and then he sees the brunette from the assassination. He's like, um, mm. the pit bot come piss. piss the, the, the piss, piss bot. The piss bot. All casinos have piss bots where the robot comes <laughs> on it. costs a little bit more. Oh, no, the, the pit boss. Oh, God, Wait a minute. I want to make a really tasteless joke about R. Kelly. <laughs> I've been in a casino terrible. and they have the, the masseuse who comes over and massage you while you gamble. Mm-hmm. The piss bot. Is that piss like that? Bot, that costs a little bit more. Is but it like the sun? <laughs> Got it. So, no, the pit boss comes over and gives Bond a suitcase filled with uh, cash plus. Some more chips on the house, I assume, to get him to gamble. Maybe gamble it out. Well, I mean, you don't want him to carry all that cash out of here. You want some of it to stay. Yeah. So uh, Bond says it's probably around four million euros. So it's about seven, seven and a half million dollars. Depends on the day. Money. Yeah. Um, so he goes to the bar, and Severine is her name. She approaches him. They chat a little bit. They have a few drinks. She wants to know who he is and what he wants. And he says, "I want to meet your boss." She says, "Well, he'll kill you." Bond says, nah, I'll be fine. She tells him that he can come with her on the boat in the morning. Uh, they're leaving, you know, this place at this time. Leaving in an hour, actually. Well, and he says, well, you can if you, you can come and try, but my bo- as soon as I leave, my bodyguards are going to kill you. And then he's like, well, they're not your bodyguards. And then he kind of breaks down her whole back history, that she was a sex slave uh, worker when she was little. And then the, this bad guy probably took her out of that and bought her or whatever. It's like a pretty sad uh, backstory for old Severine. He looks right into the windows of the old soul, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so she leaves. Bond raises his glass to the bodyguards and then uh, begins to leave, and they obviously jump him. He beats two of them, but the third one tackles him into the Komodo dragon pit. Which you knew was going to happen as soon course. as you saw Komodo dragons. They fight for a bit in the pit, and... Uh, the dragons are kind of circling around him, stalking him. Um, the guard knocks Bond on his ass and takes his gun from him, points it at him, and Bond says, good luck with that, and then doesn't fire because of the handprint thing. Yep. And then the Komodo dragon grabs his the bad guy's leg and yanks him back and starts to eat him, and Bond jumps off the head of another Komodo dragon and gets out of the pit. But one of the uh, bodyguards aims a gun at Bond's head, and Money Penny comes and steps on him and knocks him out with the She case. got the briefcase and money's. Yeah. And then she goes to give it to him, and he's like, yeah, put it all on red. Yeah. Um, it's four no. million. <laughs> it's four put million it pounds. in my fucking would, pocket. I would bring it back to my six ago. Wouldn't you believe that there was two million pounds in this case? <laughs> That's my fucking money you. now. What? I mean, he did leave it with her. Yeah. And he, he said to gamble it. He gave to me. As this far is as he goes. goes. I mean, it's mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> and in the next movie, Money Penny's on the beach in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we get to Severine's boat. She's looking for Bond, but he hasn't shown up. So she, I guess, she has a look like, oh, they, they killed him. Well, he said, I'll, he said in their conversation, I'll get you out. And she's like, will you kill him? And he says, usually somebody dies. Like, and so she tells him about the boat, if he lives, to meet her on the boat. Because he says he's going to help her get out of this. That he's going to yeah. kill her boss and rescue her from this life of constant fear. So she's look, she's waiting and waiting and hoping that he'll come. And then they're like, it's time to cast off. And she's all dejected because, again, she's not, there is no savior. This is her life. Yeah. So then, like... Like Lane said, the henchman comes down. It's time to cast off. She does like a fake smile and says, okay. And then she jumps in the shower. So here we go. <laughs> so she's in the shower. <laughs> she's in the shower and uh, Bond comes in naked and puts his arms around her. Uh, and he, she's like, He yeah. tells her he likes her better without her Beretta. And she I says. Feel naked without it. She goes naked without it and smiles, turns around. They kiss and uh, hey buddy, hey buddy. do a far less disturbing shower sex scene than in The Specialist. Uh, true. <laughs> I'd, like to say two, I'd like to say three things about the shower okay. scene. Let's do this. First of all, I have no problem with this scene. I don't think it's as there's any problem with this scene at all. Mm-hmm. My problems are... Maybe a little more nudity. Well, always, because I just I mean, yeah. saw The Specialist. Look, so all the nudity about you, there's no cleanser. replacement in this. One, I have... My problem is he doesn't say anything before he gets in the shower. Mm. Like, hello. Which is what you need to do. Because you can see on her face, like, somebody touches her from behind and she's just like... She tenses up. She tenses up and she's Who's raping me now? (laughs) And then she hears him and then she's she's like, oh, thank God. And she's relieved it's him and she's like, I'm about to bone down this dude who's going to be my savior. Like, I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. But he needed to have said something... Before he got in the shower. She eyes, you know. Like, I, that's, my problem is that he doesn't say anything before he gets in the shower. I don't have a problem with the fact that they bone down. Well, because I know she this, obviously wanted to bone down with him. This uh, scene has come up on the podcast many times. So I did as much research as I can, which means I looked at four YouTube videos. And pretty much the consensus is, well, like what you said, is there's a, there's a bit of a problem people have with it, with a savior mentality where... He's saving you from this bad guy, and he and he comes to have sex with you. What you can't really say no, and that's apparently the problem. And the problem that he didn't say anything; he just gets in the shower with her. But I think she could have said no at any time. She could have pushed him out of. Feel obligated to say yes, but because he's saving her. No, because he knew her background. Yeah. So all she had to do was push him or shove him or just be like, "Get out of my shower." And he would have gone, and I think they both knew that. I don't think there's any question in her mind that she had to have sex with him. She wanted to. Right. Because she wanted to be with the man that she chose rather than the man that... It's just people taking to that. It was the same thing as when everyone was going crazy about Age of of Ultron. I don't know if you remember that. But everybody was going crazy about Age of Ultron because there's a scene where um, Banner and Natalie are talking... And she says, well, I'm a monster too. And then all these people took it that she said she was a monster because she couldn't have children. No, she's a monster because she murdered a exactly. bunch of people. <laughs> and that's what I was like. I was like, no, she's a monster because she's he, a bad guy that just happens to be The only reason she now. said she couldn't have children is because he said, well, I don't ever want to have children. Right. And she's like, well, good, because I can't. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's not how a lot, of, a lot of people took it. And that was another scene. I was like, I think people are just getting a little too sensitive about this. People are, people, are really, yeah. people are really sensitive about a lot of things. It's like the Peloton commercial. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. 
So either way, that was our big... We gotta go back to the fucking Peloton commercial. I'm one of the people on Facebook friends got a Peloton for Christmas and she posts how wow. every day she's every time she goes on her Peloton she posts about it and I just like like it every time I'm like you go go Danielle wow. you kick that Peloton I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like I would mind having one but that is a lot of money yeah. <laughs> well they don't have any kids and they're in their 40s so well how about we get your regular old um, exercise bike and I'll put a TV right in front of it <laughs> it's not the same with so. a subscription to the YouTube channel of cycling. It's not the same. So, I'll get a DJ. So back at back at MI6. Um, Speaking of DJ, hope you're enjoying this. Uh, welcome to Christmas 2025. <laughs> Mallory and M are watching the news. Apparently, word is out now, and the agents are being killed and executed pretty much alive. Mallory says that. Uh, that's generally how executions work. They don't well, execute them dead. Well, no, live like they have YouTube videos of them executing them. And uh, Mallory says that there will be uh, an inquiry, and M will have to go stand before it. And M is not happy about that. But. Yeah, but obviously there's going to be an inquiry. M act like I don't like the way Judy Dench is portraying this. Like, like I guess how dare you? She's got to be super confident and stuff like that, because that's her job. Right. So she can't ever break that. But she she knows there's going to be an inquiry. Like, don't pretend, like, she's pretending like, oh, it's actually the inconvenience. I don't think that that's how this, this character should be. I don't Isn't like this character. your fucking job? Choice. You're in charge of MI6. Yeah. You're probably going to these fucking meetings every three weeks. Like. Every time I, something happens. Like, yeah. So why did you like, kill this guy? Like, this is a guy? big deal. You I needed to go. All right. I don't appreciate the character choice. Like, yes, you have to remain strong, but you can show remorse without ruining this character. I it, think she played it better in the Pierce Brosnan month. I did not enjoy it. So back on the love boat, Bond walks on the deck and looks at the island they're headed to with Severin. Uh, that island is in Japan. Is it? Yeah. There are several uh, abandoned islands in Japan just like it. Oh, no. They just fucking left. Um, he also uh, hits this, his radio distress signal. The islands are basically a big deserted city. Severin explains that her boss took over the whole island in one night, making the residents believe there was some kind of uh, leak. Was it a radiation? Radiation only, yeah. Well, uh, that'll do it. I'd get my shit in Yeah. So then they split Bond and Severin up. She says she's very sorry. They tie Bond to a chair in a large room filled with computers, and at the other end is an elevator that comes down so the villain can make a long speech. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. He approaches slowly and explains a quick story about his grandma had a small island that became infested with rats, and there's tons of ways to get, a, tons of ways to get rid of rats, but... Um, they'll all end up with rats returning eventually. So his grandma said you would catch all the rats, seal them in a drum. Eventually they get so hungry they start to eat each other and become cannibals. Uh, so then you wait till there's two rats that are left and you let them go. And now they'll eat any rats that come on board. Now they don't want coconuts. They only eat rats. You have changed their nature. So Bon... And he says it. It's just fucking his delivery. See, you're not giving it justice. His no, I can't. I can't. This so I'm not going to. Is amaze balls. Yeah, because the last line, he just like looks at Bond. And he goes, he goes. Uh, what does he say? And now they only eat rat. And he just looks at him. It's so perfect. And then but, he says, "They're the rats." But the thing is, he walks across this whole room doing this speech, and I was like, dude, I wonder how many fucking times he had to do this fucking speech. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you feel bad for the guards because they have to just stand there. <laughs> 
they had to just stand there for like fucking an hour. Like it looks cool. We watched it. We watched it. We watched it. Like he had to wash it for like three weeks straight. It reminds me of when we when we did your Ocean's Eleven, and they said that Mm -hmm. Clooney did that speech like seventy times or something. Like (laughs) fuck. But uh, Bond knows of him. Uh, Raul Sylvia Sylvia Raul Silva. Silva. Sorry, Sylvia. Yes, Mickey. (laughs) He worked for M before Bond did. How you call your lover boy? (laughs) Come here, lover boy. And if he doesn't answer. Oh, love a boy. And if he still doesn't answer. I simply say, baby. baby. Come on, Tony, jump in. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) cannibal rats. Um, (laughs) Silva explains that Bond is being extremely loyal to a woman that's just using him. Bond doesn't hear that. So Sylvia hacks into MI6 and shows James that. Sylvia does. Sylvia, sorry. (laughs) Can't read. Silva. Every time you say Sylvia, we're going to start singing. (laughs) Silva hacks into MI6 and shows James that he's failed all of his tests. He didn't, he, uh, he can't Mommy shoot. was very bad. <laughs> he can only hang on partially because of his pills and alcohol, and his psych eval was no better. She sent you after me knowing that you, you were, were not ready, ready and you will most likely die. Mommy, Mommy was, was very bad. It's a really good line. <laughs> he then opens James' shirt and sees his like, jacked up chest he's like, Ooh. from the wounds. <laughs> And then he rubs him softly on and uh, on the chest, chest and, on and the face. Like you're trying to remember your training. To shake him up. Bond's like, whatever. He's like, he says something like, you're trying to remember your training. How do you do this? And Bond's like, what makes you think this is my first time? And he stands up and he goes, ooh, Mr. Bond. <laughs> and the podcast I listen they to. They have a shared moment. The podcast I listen to with uh, Chris Hardwick and Craig and all them, the guy was talking about how on airplanes, they don't show that scene. And he's like, wow, really? Because it's gay? And he's like, he doesn't know why, but they don't show him touching his chest and rubbing his face. They edit that part out. And I was like, wow, that's... Well, I don't think it's really gay. I think it's just making him uncomfortable. Yeah, he's just fucking with him. But still, like, really? But You're going to cut that, what, t- 12 seconds out? If you're editing things for time. Okay. You're going to cut that? I mean... I mean, you're on a I fucking plane. Where are you going? Yeah, but, you cut time. <laughs> so, if... But a lot of times, airplanes use TV edits. <laughs> Because, like, so... Because it, it, where there's little kids on the plane and... Yeah, this is a long-ass movie. You would think they would have to cut out every tiny little snippet they could to edit this down in a TV edit. Right, but... To make it fit into, like... he said this like, was the only part, so that's what made it suspect to me, but... I don't know. I don't know. I never thought this was a weird scene. I, I like the back and forth. Yeah. And you gotta have the touching to really drive it home. Ooh, Mr. Bond, because now he's having fun. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even feel that way about it. Okay, well. So Silva explains that they are the last two rats. So why fight him? With his hacking prowess and intelligence skills, Bond never need ruin his body anymore. He cuts Bond loose and he says um, that Bond is the one that's living in the ruins. Uh, He just doesn't know it yet. At least here, there's no old ladies giving orders and no stupid little gadgets from Q-Branch. Silva says he can give Bond any mission he wants. You just point and click. Bond says, well, I guess everyone needs a hobby. And Silva says, what's yours? Resurrection. Fucking good line. Silva can see this is going nowhere, so he says, okay, look, just follow me. And he leads him outside with armed guards. Silva has Severine posted up next to a fallen statue. He brings out dueling pistols and sets up a shot of scotch, uh, 50-year-old McAllen, on top of her head. He says to her, darling, your lovers are here. And he kisses her, like, forcefully. Yeah. And she's been beaten. Very uncomfortable. Don't Uh lose your head. Don't lose your head. (laughs) And Uh, like, as he puts a shot glass on top of her head, she's like, what the fuck? Bond downs his his drink, but like I say, Silva puts his on her head. 
Uh, he wants Bond to show him if he is as good a shot as he said he is. Um, the armed guard puts his pistol to Bond's head, and Bond has to take the shot and hit the shot glass off of her head. It's the old um, apple, what's it, the air apple off the top of the head trick. Yeah. Uh, William Tell. Thank you. Bond is struggling. Sylvia ta- Silva taunts him. Um, he said, and so any of you left in there? Yeah, did you die that day? Um, Bond shoots but misses, and then Silva goes, okay, and he it's just my turn. Shoots, shoots her in the fucking chest. Kills her. <laughs> What do you think of that? Waste of good scotch. That scotch is $35,000 a bottle. He says a waste of good... $35,000? See, but now Bond says it's a waste of good scotch. But you look at his face, and, like, he's got pain. Like, he's just trying trying to cover it up. Yeah, Yeah, he's trying to be macho and cover it up. You can see, like, he's... It bothers him. And then Bond kills all the armed guards (laughs) and holds a gun to Silva. Silva laughs and says, so, okay, what are you going to do? Take me in by yourself? Bond says, no, not by myself. And he holds up the little radio. It's the latest thing from Q Branch. It's called a radio. It's called a radio. <laughs> Helicopters encircle the island. And if they'd have been like five minutes earlier, she'd be alive. Yeah. <laughs> Tony never thought of that. <laughs> no, no, I normally save that for dogs and cats. <laughs> All so, he had like, to it do... Was, it was amazingly close. <laughs> it was close. I don't know. I'm mad that they killed her. I don't think that was necessary. Yeah. Um, I don't think they had anything well, left for her to do. So, like, all right, we'll bump her off. Because a actually, lot of Bond girls die. They actually yeah. mentioned that, too. They said that they called no um, they call, uh, Craig the Black Widow. They said because in all the other James Bond movies, usually they live. Sometimes they die, whatever. Every girl Bond sleeps with dies. Except, except for, that chick on the island. Except for the girl on the island <laughs> in the beginning. All the all the Bond girls that are in these movies all die. Well, Actually, we only see her in that one scene. Well, there's the one in... She could have... <laughs> the scorpion could have got her. His dream. <laughs> we don't know that. But I, I just don't see why there was any reason to scorpion kill her and not not have her rescue well, be there's part of the, the um, thing. The girl that it doesn't add anything. The girl that he slept with, Inspector, is still alive. Well, we haven't seen the new one. Dude. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the new one yet either. When does it come out? Uh, I don't know. Oh. What's it called? Uh, not another, another day, another day uh, to die. No, something like another day to die. Yeah. Something like that. Die something. Um, so it's always death. All the girls I loved before. Yeah. Uh, back I, in MI six, M and Tanner go to see Silva, who's in a glass cell. The Magneto Hannibal Lecter <laughs> set up, and Bond standing by. M comes in. Silva is so happy to see her. We find out that he Silva was M's number one agent before uh, Bond, but was captured and tortured for months. But he didn't break. Eventually, he couldn't take it anymore and had a cyanide capsule in his tooth. They all do. Broke it, um, but it didn't kill him. It burned the insides of him out, uh, which is... Bond is kind of watching M during this whole thing. It's a really interesting scene um, because he's probably wondering what would happen if this was him. Uh, something very similar. Yes, dear. Uh, no time to die. That's yes. it. Release date April tenth. So uh, a couple of months. Silva right. gets no. We'll stay alive. Silva gets no real reaction of note from M. So he gets pissed and takes out his mouthpiece, which, which turns is not him a mouthpiece because it's his entire face piece. <laughs> it turns him into Gollum. Do you know what hydrogen cyanide does <laughs> to you? Yeah. It burns you. But life cling to me like, like a, a disease. disease. <laughs> He's like, I just wanted to fucking die, and I wouldn't fucking die. All right, so how'd you get out then? Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah, signed out of yourself. How did you, like, they tortured you for a while. They didn't just let you go now that you fucking ate cyanide. He probably fucking told them everything they wanted to know and joined their crew. 
Maybe. He Join. Looks wealth. like he took over. He was a wealth of knowledge. If he started talking, well, I don't, I mean, he didn't seem to talk very well once he took his half his face out. Um, but if he started giving yeah. up information. So give me a thing and I'll tell you what you want to know. He's wanted that ring, you know. Yeah. So Bond, M, and Tanner leave. Uh, M tells Tanner to go through his computer and get everything he can. Um, M can feel Bond staring at her. And uh, so she steps up and explains herself. Silva worked for M, worked, worked for her, but was hacking the Chinese. The Chinese agencies were getting really close to catching him, so M let him have let them have him in exchange for six prisoners. And because Hong Kong was basically being released from British control and being returned to China, so it was a good little switch over. And Bond's like, okay. She said he was hacking beyond his brief, yeah. so he was doing illegal hacking as opposed to the illegal, illegal hack. Yeah. Legal hacking he was doing. It's legal as long as it's for your side. Yeah. I'm sure the Chinese didn't think anybody was legal. Yeah. <laughs> so Q digs through Silva's computer, finds an odd algorithm. At the same time, M is uh, going to the inquiry. Inquiry says that M is solely responsible for the fuck up that Silva has done, and pretty much all that blood of all those agents is on her. Uh, Q and Bond, for some reason, Bond's there, figure out Silva's code, and they crack it. Uh, but it hacks MI6 and lets Silva out. Bond chases him, uh, but he's gone and all the guards are dead. Bond follows him down into like the sewers or something, some like underground tunnels. Well, they were yeah, underground tu- tunnels that were built during World, World War, II. World War Two, and they said at the beginning that they're still mapping them and finding different stuff. Well, holy shit! Q says this is this was all part of Silva's plan from the beginning. He wanted to get captured. And then uh, as they're running through um, subway tunnels, uh, a policeman, two policemen give Silva a change of clothes. They're obviously with him, and it's a police uniform. Uh, But Bond somehow can still find, catch him, Uh, so he keeps going after him. Silva gets on a subway car. Bond jumps on the outside of it and holds on. That's when you get the, you know, open Open the the door. door. While moving through, uh, he sees a train map on the, on the side of it and uh, realizes that Silva is going to break into the inquiry and kill M there. So at the inquiry, M's getting reamed. Uh, and uh, then Tanner tells her, you know, while she's getting yelled at by the uh, minister, Tanner tells her, he's like, Silva escaped and killed a bunch of people. We have to and get out of here. Bond's uh, chasing him, but we need to go. She's like, we're not leaving. And then the lady's like, are we uh, interrupting your you? Atten- <laughs> <laughs> I'm straining your attention. Huh? What? No. Silva leads Bond to a tunnel. Uh, Bond runs up on him and gets a drop on him, gets a, gets a gun aimed at him. Uh, and, and then he goes, well, this is the latest thing. It's called a radio. Hits a button. Blows up part of the ceiling. Ooh! And Bond's like, well, he gets super excited about it. He's like, <laughs> Bond's like, well, that wasn't for me, was it? He goes, no, but this is. And then a whole fucking subway train comes crashing down on Bond. That timing was amazing. Really amazing. <laughs> There's a lot of these James Bond yeah. movies. Most of it is amazing. <laughs> well, um, you just say it once in the beginning, once at the end, and it covers the whole thing. Yeah, that's true. Ministers continuing to ream M out and uh, calling the question the whole purpose of the British intelligence procedures that they do and the double O program itself. M gives a, recites a poem, a speech and, and a poem about uh, faceless enemies growing in number. 
Um, Bond rushes to Parliament, but Silva's already there. Silva jumps in, starts shooting everybody, and uh, is about to shoot him, but Mallory jumps in the way and takes the bullet. Then everybody grabs a gun, they just keep shooting and shooting, um, and then Bond shoots all the uh, fire extinguishers, and they just pour... I guess whatever, propellant or whatever, all over the fucking room. We make it really hard to breathe right where they are. He he did a Batman and went smoke bomb, smoke bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's like, I don't know how much is in those, but I feel like there's a lot more. I feel stuff they would go through this and spray on the ground. They would <laughs> fill the whole room for hours, but, but whatever. We've never cool. shot cloud a fire extinguisher for like a minute. There's quite a bit of excel of stuff in a fire extinguisher, like more than you would think. But I don't think it's. It's not I, a smoke bomb. I, yeah, happen. I have seen those spray. It's like yeah, chunky it foam. It's not like <laughs> yeah. a smoke bomb. Well, it, what it's designed to do is take oxygen out of the air and yeah. suffocate a fire. Mm-hmm. So doing that would be very bad for anybody in there. <laughs> so they all run. Uh, well, Money Petty's like, get out, get out. Yeah. Get Which is what you do. <laughs> yeah. If you're so, in a gunfight and you see smoke, run. <laughs> so Tanner leads M out of a side building, out of a side door to a car. He opens the back door for M to jump in. M jumps in, and then the car takes off. And Tanner's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> and I was thinking as I was watching, I'm like, "How old? How long? What year did your movie come out with the with the Munchie? Munchie?" Oh, I don't know. She's seventy-seven. She was, she was seventy-seven in this, so she was not spry. She no. wasn't running in no car. That was a stunt duty duty dance. <laughs> a stunt dance. Stunt dame. That was a stunt dame. <laughs> All right, I paused the movie here because this is pretty much twenty seventeen. Five years when later. she gets in the car and the reveal of the car's driver, she, she this is pretty much the last lady. part of this movie I remember. And I paused it and I went, "There's 45 fucking minutes left." <laughs> <laughs> what? What? It's the best 45. Minutes. I was so angry that I still had to sit through 45 minutes of this movie. Oh I'd say this last 45 minutes though just flies by. It just flies by. I'm just so either way, so the car angry. hauls off, and you're like, "Shit!" But no, it's Bond. And Bond's and she's like, are you kidnapping me? And he's like, whatever. Yeah. In a manner of speaking. <laughs> so Bond tells Q he's taking M and they're hiding somewhere so no one can find them. But he does want to set up a little trail of breadcrumbs for Silva to find. And uh, so Q sets it up like a digital trail or and whatever. he's like, well, I didn't want a career anyway. <laughs> yeah. Tanner says, well, if Mallory finds out, then we're fucked. And then just then Mallory walks in sees Q and Tanner doing something and he's like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, nothing, nothing. And he goes, are you trying to set up a trail so Silva can find? They're like, uh, no, I, and he's like, well, good job. And you see that Mallory's involved. He says, cool. you should do it this way. It'll be easier to track. Yeah. And they're like, holy shit, Mallory's cool. And they're like, well, we can't really do this, sir. It's, it's parliament, uh, prime minister will kill us. He goes, well, then we're all fucked. So you find out Mallory's really cool. So Bond, uh, drops the MI6 car off. He says, cause all the, all the, uh, Service cars have trackers, so they're just dead if they use that. Goes into storage, and that's when his awesome. Just a little thing about those: it's they were made between 1963 and 1966. They cost by today's market, a normal one would be six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. This is the DB five. Yes, and there's only so many of them. And they're used in five different Bond movies. Like. Honestly, if I could have any car, it wouldn't be this one. It would be an Aston Martin Vanquish, but close. Yeah. Um, as they drive, Q starts complaining, and she's like, this thing is uncomfortable. So Bond's like, that's cool, and he lifts up the gear shift, and there's a button. It's an ejecto cedo. <laughs> and she says, okay, well, go ahead and push the button. Eject me. i see if I care. And he thinks about it, but then he doesn't do it, and they laugh. <laughs> so we cut to Scotland. Uh, 
it's basically Skyfall is where James Bond's family estate is. M tries to question 007 about his childhood. How old were you when your parents died? What happened? What he goes, like, you know, you know the all answers. This. I'm not talking to you about this shit. You he know goes, it all. Yeah, he says, you know this. You know everything. It's a huge estate with a crumbling house. Uh, once inside, they find an older man named Kincaid. Everybody wants to talk about this next part. Elaine, who's this supposed to be? It's not supposed to be anybody. They want. They thought about. They considered um, having Connery play this role, but then they didn't want people to be taken out of the movie. Which would, me and John, it completely would have. It would have. It would not have taken me out of. It the would movie. totally ruined yeah. it. Because another thing is, I, I I thought about it this time when I watched it. They would have changed this role. There's no way he's a bumbling old man that hides in the corner. Connery yeah. would have been walk around saying shit. <laughs> Connery would have been side by side, yeah. fucking plugging. Yeah, guys. <laughs> I was like, they would have totally changed this role I around. Don't know. He wouldn't Are have they, been a sweet old bumbling man. He yeah. would have been fucking. 009. I, I don't feel like this man was a sweet old bumbling man by any means, but I would have enjoyed Connery in it, and it wouldn't have taken me out it of it. It would have took movie. me out of it, because then you don't, then it's not, here's a new character. It's, oh, look, it's James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> Which so, I would have enjoyed. But. So this guy, uh, Kincaid, I forget the actor's name, he actually died last year. Aww. Well, in 18, I think, but... Apparently, he's been the gamekeeper since Bond was a little boy. He was there when Bond's parents died. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Bond tells him that men are coming to kill them, and they want to kill them first. He's like, okay. So the three of them set up tons of booby traps all over the place, uh, a la Home Alone. Home Alone? (laughs) (laughs) Kincaid. So they throw bricks from... (laughs) They're the same level of deadly in Home Alone, only these actually actually kill people. people. (laughs) Yeah, those Home Alone guys have been dead a lot. Yeah. Kincaid takes Bond uh, practice shooting, um, and he gives Bond a little advice. Bond proves that he can; he's back. He's and like, does some some pretty me, decent shots. Kincaid's like, "What is it you do for a living?" Yeah, and he just walks off he's smiling. Like, <laughs> um, so they set up, you know, they set up all the little mini bombs, and they have uh, like shrapnel bombs with nails tied around, you know, dynamite, blah blah blah, using gunpowder. Um, there's also an underground tunnel that leads away from the house to an old it's church. A priest hole. Yeah. From Reformation times. Yep. When it was illegal to be Catholic. Good old As days. in, if you were a Catholic, they fucking killed you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. I think yeah. it's hard now. Anglican church, man. Later, uh, Em is feeling bad. She blames herself um, for everything. And Bond says, look, that's bullshit. Um, and he's, he said... Uh, he read the obituary that she wrote, and she said, well, what did you think? And he said, it was appalling. He says, <laughs> no, yeah. he said deplorable. Deplorable. He says deplorable. He's like, I knew you'd hate it. <laughs> I knew you'd hate it. But I did call you an exem- ex- exemplary example of British fortitude. He said, I did like that bit. <laughs> so the goons all roll in. Uh, they start looking around uh, the house and all the area that they can see from the outside. They don't seem to find Bond anywhere, but Bond's hiding in the Austin Martin, and uses hidden machine guns from behind the... Like, every that's standard issue yeah. for Aston Martin DB5 is the machine guns under the headlights. And it just starts blasting them all away. Um, and then some get in the house and the traps kill them. Kincaid shoots a few of them. Uh, Bond starts taking their machine guns and... Because he had the, his father's shotgun. Yeah, they didn't have And he's much. like, oh, machine gun. Much better. Much better. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, so he uses the goons' weapons against them and kills the rest. Um, but during this fight... It's not made a big deal of it, but M is uh, winged, it looks like, in the side. But we'll find out more about that later. And she she tries to shoot some goons and can't. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, I saw this, too, because this was a little bit of a thing. 
an Augusta Westland AW101 helicopter comes in. Apparently, oddly specific, doesn't mean anything to me, but apparently that's a really big deal. This helicopter is like one of the biggest, baddest helicopters there are. Silva flies in, blaring boom, boom by the animals uh, from the attack co- copter. What is that? <laughs> it's not I have an Elaine hair on me. Too, I already have plenty. I got this doll I'm making. <laughs> so, wait, next what? time, next time she names one of my movies, I'll stab it with a nail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! So she'll be sleeping. Ow! Ah, hit me. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> Tony must be re-listening to the podcast again. <laughs> so uh, the chopper has a minigun on it and starts eating up basically the house, blasting it all to pieces. Bond sends Kincaid and M through the little tunnel. Um, Silva sends in a second wave of goons. They start throwing grenades in all the holes that the chopper blew into the building. Silva's just casually fucking just lopping fun. grenades into the house. They're like, oh, look, a window. Grenade. Um, <laughs> it doesn't, like, explode and, more, like, just starts a fire. Yeah. Uh, but Silva makes it very clear he's like do whatever you want kill bond kill whoever but don't touch m she's mine mommy is mine bond sets up a huge bomb with uh dynamite and i guess kerosene tanks while silva's still running around throwing grenades in um and then silva sees his aston martin sitting out there and he points at the points at it and they fucking blow it up with machine gun fire and that's when bond gets pissed and you, well, hear, you hear the uh dun, dun, dun yeah. <laughs> so then, here's my thing is like this is how many of those db5s are still around and they're blowing them up they, they i know that was a prop but still well they there was I, when i looked it up i don't remember when i looked up there's a very finite number of them it's mm-hmm. not a lot there's, and yeah they like, blow it up. i'm sure it was Fake. A new one is worth half a million, million dollars. Yeah. What is that worth? Yeah. Like the James Bond well, fucking DB5 is probably worth millions. Actually, it was. I The one... Shit, I can't remember which movie it was. I, I saw that was in the trivia. It was like one of the Goldfinger, one of them, sold for like $3 million. Yeah. yeah. I was like... Oh, they ruined the house. It was such a nice old house. Tony goes, that car was worth more than that house. <laughs> <laughs> Not the land. But that house? Not the land. The structure itself? Easy. Yeah. yeah. Um... And they blew up somebody else's house because it was right. so loud. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so like they broke into somebody else's house. So then, they mentioned that right away. We sold your house, so they show up and fucking level it. Someone owns that house is going to show up and went go. What the fuck? What happened? You're going to have to write somebody <laughs> yeah. a kindly worded letter. Yeah. I'm very sorry about your house. Like, I'd like to buy the house. Is that a helicopter? Is that an Austin Martin? <laughs> what the fuck happened? No. I don't even have insurance <laughs> yet. Okay, if I was not actually dead, but you sold my property, and I come back three months later, would that nullify the sale of my house? No, because you both have a vested interest in it. It would have to go to the courts. Because mm. I didn't actually die. This is why you can't sell a house until it goes through probate. <laughs> well, they also make you... They also make Three you months is not long enough. Is, what, six years before you can be declared dead? dead? Declared dead? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, they're, well, depends they're on government. Things, but well, they said presumed dead in his obituary. Well, he so. was shot in the chest and fell 100 feet. <laughs> but they still yeah. didn't declare it. They presumed... It for plot armor. <laughs> his official obituary said presumed dead. It didn't say dead. No. He was shot in the presumed. chest and fell 100 feet. So <laughs> even the officials aren't sure if he's really dead. So why did they well, sell they all this crap? Body, that seems like a plot hole. <laughs> it's so they can sell all the stuff. Mm. Just so they can make a joke about James Bond not staying at M's house? Yes. yes. That seems dumb. Well, it also makes his resources limited. You know, they're, they're trying to... The movie's all about they're all too old to be doing this, and they're trying to make it as hard it's as they can. It's the Murtaugh story of Bond. Yeah. <laughs> 
So either way, the, the building, <clears throat> Bond's old house or whatever, blows up. You know what we should watch later? Lethal Weapon? Lethal Weapon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we, bricks. We're gonna be here all night watching movies. <laughs> Deadpool one, Deadpool two, then Lethal Weapon, and you know then we're gonna want to watch Lethal Thor Weapon. Ragnarok. Well, I was gonna say Lethal Weapon two because you can't watch one right. and then not watch two, and apparently now Thor Ragnarok will be here all day. Well, there'll be a joke thrown in there somewhere, and John will go, "Wait a minute, Thor Ragnarok." Tomorrow will be tomorrow. Mac and DJ will come over for D and D, and we'll all be in the living room looking half dead. And be like, "What happened? Movie marathon." <laughs> <man."> <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Avengers just started. <laughs> so either way, the building blows up, bricks are kind of thrown around, and they get wrapped up in the chop- chopper blades and through the windshield and whatever. Anyway, the big ch- helicopter hits the ground, and the whole fucking thing blows up then. And uh, even Silva has to step away and kind of save himself from yeah. the huge explosion. And Bond is deep in the tunnels, and he starts. He has to haul ass, too, because so it's way more bigger than explosion. Bond stopped and looked back and waited for a big wall of fire to come at him. He's like, wait a minute. I thought I'm not supposed to just go through this well, tunnel. Big I thought before. about that. So he waits for the fucking fire. He set up the explosion, and he seemed to have an idea of how far into the tunnel it was going to go. And he was fine for his explosion. But then when that helicopter flew into the house, <laughs> it magnified the explosion. He it wasn't exploded. ready for that. <laughs> Silva was just staring in shock as his helicopter goes down. Like, this is the baddest helicopter on the planet, and this dude just took it out with a house. Well, that, <laughs> that and now you have to walk home. Right. Like, yeah. the only other car that was there, you blew up. Yeah. No, no, because the original group of henchmen That's parked true. their car at the uh, gate okay. and did. walked up. That's true. So, as long as he's got a spare key to that SUV. <laughs> well, I'm sure he can, you know, hotwire hot wire it. I would hope a double O could hotwire it if that's what he wants. I'm just saying. So, no, anyway. He definitely double up. I mean, yeah. he, well, he Something. hacks and for a living. New, he, he can just hack it. No. <laughs> if he has a laptop. He, just because he's a hacker doesn't mean he can that. think it. New, new compute, new, uh, new cars you can hack. If you have a computer. Right. <laughs> I'm sure so like he's an got old a car like that DB5. You ain't hacking that. No. Yeah. Hopefully he. <laughs> like where's the computer? Lucky we didn't start. <laughs> but uh, you have to do the wire cross thing where okay. you take him and you, you, or you stick it, a screwdriver in like right. <laughs> so either way, uh, Silva doesn't see any bodies and he's upset as he walks around the flame, the flames and stuff. But then off in the distance, he sees a flashlight in the field and he's like, "Oh, okay." So he goes after that. Because that's got to be him. It's like, damn it, they got out of this house. <laughs> I've been so Wait. focused on this house that they're not even in it. <laughs> I don't know if this is dumb or not. Like, they're old people. They need a flashlight to cut across this uneven ground. And Emma's been shot. But is it... Like, so, is Kate, it dumb I don't or is it like not dumb? Flashlight. This has been my question the whole time, right? Silva, uh, Silva, uh, Silva shows up, says, don't kill her, she's mine. Then they blow up the house. Did he know there was a tunnel? No. no, but he, he was trying to for- he was trying to force them out of the house. He wasn't trying to explode the house. He was just trying to make it on fire enough that it would force them to exit the house, like in uh, Young Guns. As he says, <laughs> "Are you getting warm but yet?" M- but M didn't have a trunk. See, to push her out. <laughs> that would have been amazing if they put M trunk <laughs> around. She jumps out with the ball. And she popped out. <laughs> she goes out in a blaze of glory. No, it took me out of the movie. Like no way. <laughs> So M baby, yeah. And then Bond this is goes. The then Bond goes to her, her tombstone and carves pals in it. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens basically. So that's the oh, end. Please yeah. your episode on Younger. So I Bond, think there's a thing that we can do that. So Bond follows Silva, Silva too, and there's goons there. He kills the goons whenever possible, and it basically all cul- culminates in this church. This little uh, church at the end. 
um, Silva limps in. Uh, he, as he goes in, he sees James's uh, parents' uh, tombstone, kind of snickers at that. Um, but then when he gets inside and sees M, he sees that M was hiding this shot, and it's a lot worse than everyone's led to believe, and she's really bleeding out. And he's upset, and he hugs her. He wants to kill her, but he can't seem to... He can't seem to do it, so he puts the gun to her head and puts his head up to her, do up it. to her head, so do that it. she can pull do the trigger both. and kill both of them at the same Only time. Only you could do it. It had to be you. It's the really creepy thing to say to somebody before you want them to, you know, yeah. suicide you. But Bond throws his Dundee knife through him into his back. <laughs> and I love, 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 love Silva's face when he fucking turns around. He's like, "Motherfucker, you're still alive." Because <laughs> he's not. He's not like. Uh, He's like, it's not like he's pissed or, or, or angry. He's disappointed. He's <laughs> um, like, I planned this whole thing yeah. out. <laughs> so so uh, he looks at Bond and Bond says, Lat Rat standing. And then Silva falls on his face. Bond catches M. Uh, she's dying. And uh, she says goodbye and uh, said she did something right. And she's referring to Bond. And she dies. And Bond starts crying. And so is Tony. And that's the second time James Bond cried ever. The la- other time, uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. The when first one? Or Her Majesty's Secret Service was, they only did that one once. I thought they did twice. No, that was... Um, was Casino Royale? Casino Royale, they did like three times. Oh, okay. But it was when his wife died. When James Bond's wife died, he cried. Oh. Then we cut... He got married in the 60s. <laughs> he died. Uh, Didn't last. It's, it's much later, we cut back to London... Bond is doing the Batman thing, standing on a rooftop looking at London. Money Penny brings him a box. M, le- M left him a gift from her will. He opens it up. And we get to see what her name is. Her name is on the box. One of them. Olivia Mansfield. Ah. Mansfield was the first head of MI6. So they call the head of, and his code name was C. Mm-hmm. His last name was C. So they called this person M. Oh. It's like a little nod. That's cool. And Olivia is Judy Dench's middle name. Oh. Dane. Someone read the Drew <laughs> There's a lot. Dude, you think fucking Cobra had it. <laughs> this was After better. we're done this, I gotta go back and finish up. Jesus Christ. I gave up I gave up at a certain point. But this is better trivia than Cobra, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Cobra was like Stallone was a well, dick. Cobra had trivia for shit that wasn't even in the movie, so <laughs> It's like after a while, you're like, I don't need alternate timelines. Wait, wait. I thought this was a piece of Crocodile Dundee 2 trivia. (laughs) But you know what? If I ever need, like, to just mess with one of your movie picks, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to read trivia from this because I'll have time. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot. So inside the box is the bulldog. The bulldog with the Um, Union Jack. Yeah. So Bond goes to see the new M. Well, no. uh, You got to point out that uh, Moneypenny says, is this a message? Maybe you should take a desk job. And he says, no, quite the opposite, actually. She wants him to keep going. But is this when she tells him she took a desk job, or yes. is that later? Yeah, as they walk and talk. As they walk. Yeah. So they go to see. Spielberg isn't for everyone. Yeah. So they go to see the new M. Uh, Money Penny's his assistant. Well, he says we've never. Bond comes in and says we've never actually been introduced. Yeah. He says like, oh, my name's Eve, Eve Money Penny. And you're like, nice oh, you. and then you see the door, and it's got the leather on it. And you're like, oh, it's like yeah. setting up the Bond. And you're like, okay. And cool. I got it. You know, first when I saw this in theater, I was like, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Elaine didn't get it, but I, I didn't see it. this in the theater. Didn't I see this in the theater? You did not she see just saw it yesterday me. or whatever. She had never seen it all the way through. Before. Don't you remember? I, <laughs> I had no interest in seeing this movie since I. Did I go with you? Uh, I don't know who you went with, but it wasn't me because I didn't know you. Twenty twelve, huh? 
Okay. Who did, I who? have not no, seen any of yet. these Bond movies in the theater. Maybe you went with Kevin. I might have went with Kevin. Because Elaine had no interest. Hmm. So well, they have a good thing, and um, Bond's like, nice to meet you, Miss Moneypenny, and she goes, I'm sure we'll have a few close shaves. Oh. And that's their banter. That's how they yes. do business, you see. And then she cuts his throat. Yeah. <laughs> She's then, not Sweeney Todd. Oh, <laughs> better ending. Meat pies. So M gives Bond his yes, next assignment, and the theme blares out. And we find out that M is now um, the Mallory. 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 Yep. And the end. I think his last name was Phoebus. He's the F. Goldeneye. Sorry. Goldeneye. I just like Goldeneye. That. You like, like Tina Turner? I do. Like Tina Turner, she's <laughs> a lot better than this. Ooh, that would be a good one. Favorite um, that, uh, Bond song. I was gonna do that, but I was like, I was gonna do favorite Bond, favorite Bond theme. You know, By the way, my that. favorite Bond theme is "Live and Let Die." Is it? Kind of like the Chris Cornell one. That is a really good one. I know. Kind of like the Chris Cornell one too. Um, that was from uh, the new one, Casino Royale. No. But anyway, Carly. Oh. Oh. Hi. Hey. My, I wrote for my favorite character. Okay. I love, wrote on toilet paper? Or? I took a page out of Tony's notebook. Did you Snowbook. eat this? <laughs> <laughs> it was already like. Carly's page is missing a giant corner. <laughs> <laughs> like it's fucking, it's a treasure map. She takes this, like, this podcast very seriously. She's like, is that, a Mc, is that a McRib wrapper on the ground? Let me write with a crayon. <laughs> it does. It looks like she took a piece of paper out of the trash. <laughs> I opened the back of Tony's notebook and this was the last page. It already was missing the corner, but She's I was like, like, wait, this is a McNugget sauce. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to write my notes right now. <laughs> All right, so I wrote. And I love the way the characters interact with Bond in this movie, pretty much all of them, especially Money Penny, but Bond has to be my favorite character. My least favorite character is the minister lady because she annoyed me. My favorite line is when Kincaid takes him shooting. And he said, and he just shoots them, uh, like the cans or whatever it is they're shooting at. And he's like, what did you say you did for a living? And then Bond just kind of chuckles and walks away. <laughs> um, my favorite scene is basically from where he kidnaps M to the end. Wow, Everything Elaine hadn't seen at the end of the movie. <laughs> We're going to call it the Elaine portion. <laughs> <laughs> All brand new for her. So this is great. <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object is the uh, mouthpiece that That's Javier Bardem wears because that makes it so we don't have to look at the scary face that he has without it. Because when he took it out, I was like, put it back in, put it back in. <laughs> So that is my favorite tertiary object, and that's why I was sure nobody would have that. <laughs> and I give this movie a big ol' yay. I really yay. like it. <laughs> a big ol' yay. Nice. You got a whole bag of yay with your name on it. <laughs> Can on you jump? Okay. Yeah. Huh? Wow. Well, okay. Oh, you don't have a Wi-Fi yeah. access yet. Yeah. New phone. New phone. New phone needs the Wi-Fi password. Oh, friends. Well, Tony got a new phone here, so Do you, you want can't John get his music. Uh, go ahead, Elaine. I defer to you. I'm going to hold action. Okay. <laughs> Holding action. So my um, favorite... My favorite character and my least favorite character are very hard because I feel very the same same about every single character in this movie. If forced to pick, I pick my favorite character as Tanner. Aww. He's very underrated and really? I just enjoy him in every scene. And my least favorite character is James Bond. 
Really? I do not like Daniel Craig. Wow. Okay. I find his Bond boring. What about Knives sleepy, Out? Sleepy and not interesting. Mm. Knives I Out. I did Come like on. him in Knives ah, Out. I knew you would. He, he was, was playing an actual character instead of sleeping. He was very funny in that. <laughs> I find uh, Daniel Craig's James Bond lulls me to sleep. I find it extremely boring and lacking charisma on all counts. It's a magical power. You should use um, that. My favorite scene is the opening train sequence because it's cool as shit. I love every second of that, and that is just the kind of thing Elaine likes. My favorite line is uh, when they get into the Aston Martin and she's complaining about how comfortable it is, and he says, are you going to complain the whole way? And then flips the ejector seat open, mm-hmm. and she says, oh, go on then, eject me. See if I care. That's my favorite line. My favorite tertiary object is the Aston Martin DB5. Because it was originally seen in Goldfinger, which is my favorite Bond movie. And it's a kick-ass car. I love the Bond gadgets. I think it's the best part of these movies. It makes me sad that there aren't very many in this movie. But I love that they use the old car. And you got to wonder where James Bond got that. Did he maybe, like, bribe one of the old cues into putting one aside when he retired? You're talking about James in this? Yeah. like he stole it in... Um Quantum Assault. Or, uh, I've never seen any of those. Oh, he steals it from a, a bad guy in the first one. That's fantastic. It's pretty cool. Because I don't know. And then he keeps because it. Because <laughs> I literally cannot pay attention to Daniel Craig as James Bond. <laughs> I've never seen... This is the first one of his Bond movies I've seen all the way oh, through. Really? I will, this one in, in... Spectre? No. Uh, Casino? Quantum Casino Assault. Royale is good. They're all Casino Royale is good. good. Quantum Assault kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, this Spectre one was, super, was you'll see in a second. Um, Spectre was good. I liked almost um, all of his, except for Quantum. You liked Spectre? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. So. I, I will give this movie a yay. It is okay. a good movie. The problem with I Spectre just, is that I followed this. It's not for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, just don't, I just wish that they had gone with a different actor. Someone who I felt feel more charisma for. I just don't, in general, like Daniel Like Craig. Kevin Costner? <laughs> or, no, they won't have an American play, James. No, Bond. I know. No, I would. They did ponder it in, uh, in the early '60s. They were going to do it, but they decided I after that, got to be a British actor. Well, I saw I just the don't thing. Find it very charismatic. People will lose their shit. I think it was a trivia or whatever. They said that there was no Americans in this movie, and then I was like, "Well," but and then I didn't think about it till I was doing this. But I was like, "What about Wolf Blitzer?" <sighs> And he's technically in it. <laughs> what about but That's a, it's obviously a good movie. Reach. I just don't care for this particular Bond. And when he finally decides to stop doing it and they recast Bond, um, I will be interested to see who the new Bond is. It's That's after cool. this. This is his last one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll he said he was done after this one, but then they made him do two more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the way here, Tony was telling me one of the shows or podcasts he listened to um, Craig didn't think he got the role, and they were oh, like, yeah. "Come in for some screen tests." And he said, "He sometimes when he gets nervous, he just freezes up, and so he's just like, I don't know what to do with my hands, and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do, and I'm really nervous, so he just froze up." And they thought he was being all like brooding, and, <laughs> and yeah, they loved it. And, and he was one. like, "I'm just not a good actor. I just froze." <laughs> and he but, said, "Everyone gave him shit because he goes because uh, he said." Everybody interviewed him like right after he was done filming, and they were like, "You're gonna do another one?" He's like, "I'm not doing any of these fucking things. I'd rather slip my wrist." And everybody gave him shit. He goes, "But they asked Mendez on the same thing, and they said you're doing another." He said, "Fuck no, I'm not doing another Bond movie." And he said, "Nobody gave him any shit." And I was like, "Well." <laughs> <laughs> I also will say, like, 
jo- we saw Knives Out and Daniel Craig's in Knives Out. That. I heard it's really good. But he's playing a very over-the-top caricature of a character, which is probably the most interesting I've ever seen Daniel Craig because he's over... I think that he's overacting, which makes that character fantastic. Hmm. Let's check it out. It's don't take the movie seriously. Just go in knowing that it's like Dragon. Yeah. No, no. Back for the month. Damn it. (laughs) I think Knives Out is the movie that Carly would really like. It's slower than you think. Okay. It's fun though. So it's my turn. Yes. My favorite character is Bond. James Bond. James Bond. Mm -hmm. My least favorite character. I don't really have one. Like, there isn't a character in this that I don't like. Like, everybody serves a purpose. Not even like M? No, I like M. I mean, M, she has done M better, but I still don't dislike the way she does M here. What about Patrice? How do you feel about him? <laughs> I thought he did a great job. I mean, do you see the way he fell? Like, you can't act that. Like, <laughs> you see that hole he cut in the glass? It was perfect. Perfect. It was a perfect, it was like a circle. All right, um, so we're just going to skip over that, and we're going to go to my favorite um, scene mm-hmm. is when Bond and uh, Silva meet for the first time, and Silva gives the rat speech, yeah. and then it comes up and sits down and is rubbing on him, and he's like, what makes you think it's my first time, Mr. Bond? And it's it's a very good, Great. it's kind of like a, I wouldn't say it's an interrogation, but it's a back and forth, and it, I, I love that scene. My favorite tertiary object is James Bond's watch. It's a Seamaster, uh-huh. reference 258180. Mm-hmm. And they go for about four grand. Oh. <laughs> um, my favorite line is Kincaid tells Bond, "So we're gonna do this." And Bond's like, "Hey, um, this isn't your fight." And you go, "Try and stop me, you jumped up little shit." <laughs> <laughs> he does say that. And I will give this the um, the highest of yays. Because this is my favorite Bond movie, and I love almost all the Bond movies. Cool. All right. So there you go. How about you, Tony? Let's hear it. All right. My He's favorite... going to nag it. I just know it. <laughs> my favorite character is a tie between Bond and M. I loved both of them in this movie. Uh, my least favorite is Nobody. I liked everybody in this movie. Because you, you, you say that, I'm like, all right, I got to find least favorite character. Yeah. It's like everybody was so good at what they needed to do. Like, if you had to pick one, you're reaching. Yeah. <laughs> I was reaching, but I picked one. My right. favorite my favorite scene is pretty much any time Bond and M were together, fucking with each other, or, or digging at each other. I thought that was great. And my favorite tertiary object is the bulldog. The bulldog? Yes. I will tell you, fella, while we were recording, I had a thought because your birthday is coming up. I would hope. And I was like, I wonder if I could get Tony one of those bulldogs. No, I cannot. They are expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would hope the the leader of MI6 wouldn't have a little dollar store bulldog on her train. Hundreds of dollars, if not thousands. (laughs) So, But, uh, of course, I will yay this movie. Right... Shockingly, Tony yayed his birthday paper. Oh. I and really so did, thought he might nay it. So did John. Well, sorry, know. there was someone at our front door. I had to leave the room. I'm sorry. Oh, this is. And you wrote Elaine twice. No, that's because Tony is now secretly Elaine. Oh, oh, oh right. Carly. Please find us on Facebook.com/slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast on Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast or you can email Unmovie Podcast at gmail.com. What's your favorite Bond movie? What do you? How do you feel about Daniel Craig as Bond? He's the only Bond I've ever seen. So, so he's your favorite and least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd love to hear from you.
Next uh, week on the podcast is Carly's pick for <laughs> Tony's birthday. Tony's birthday. Tony's genre is not my favorite. So I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I decided to go with a movie called Enemy that is on Netflix. It's mm. a Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Cool. The Jake, does he have a potato peel pie uh, side with him? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Enemy. Is it a thriller? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> All right. We'll look forward to that. Mm-hmm. See more about that next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everybody's just weaving back and forth. <laughs> 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 <laughs>